0: Tip. Good afternoon, it is September 11th, 2023, you're listening to a little column a, a, little column B, hosted by Will and co-hosted by Zach Bishop, how are you doing today, buddy?
1: What is going on, Will? Don't be concerned, the cavalry is on the way, we embarrassed ourselves over in Eastern Asia, in the FIBA, we didn't medal, pretty embarrassing, lost Friday morning to Germany, the, the eventual winners, but News comes out today, LeBron is here to save the day, he has got all of the top USA guys all bought in, they're about to come to our rescue, there is not going to be a disaster in the Olympics, don't worry. Should I
0: have been worried? Were you worried? Even with the results you have right now, are you worried?
1: Worried about the Olympics?
0: Yes. For Team USA no. basketball.
1: No, because we looking back, we haven't. I don't think we've meddled in the the World Cup since I think it was like 2014. So almost it's coming on a on a decade, and I I feel like we almost do this on purpose. It's almost like a false flag of, hey, you know, we're not sure if we want to do the Olympics. Send a, you know the the B plus team over there, see if they can handle it, and then they can't because we've talked about this. The world is getting much better at basketball. We have to send our premier guys over there, and so then when we lose, then it's hey, now we can bring in our real guys. They can be the heroes, and they can win for USA. So it just seems like that's our, our constant loop because I think it was the last uh, FIBA World Cup. I think we took seven. It was really bad. And then we went to the Olympics, took home gold.
0: It, it does seem that it is a strategy almost to struggle a little bit with the B squad so that the A squad gets the, the notice that, oh, we need the A squad, call, call in the A team, call in uh, the, the, the Avengers or whatever, uh, assemble, you know, let's let's do this. These, these poor guys, they can't get it done, and look, they're embarrassing our country, and it's, I I, I think I'm more disappointed that I, I, I think there was a way for which this team could have been successful, and it just seemed like we... They didn't
1: play any defense.
0: It's a little bit, it is, it is that, and I don't know if there was a lineup at all with, with any combination of them that was satisfying defensively to watch it, it was kind of hard to watch regardless of what lineup was in there but what i what i will say is i i think there's a little bit reason to be critical of the lack of changes now we, we do we lose ingram a little bit to an illness in the uh, in the end there and we do have a uh, something going around with the team the, the, the other guys uh jj triple j got hurt or not hurt he got sick as well and someone else missed the last game against canada so th- I, there's a little bit of a sad excuse over there, but there, I think there's also a poor construction of the team as well as a lack of changing that I have even more frustration with the commitment to that starters through the entire thing. just seems, I just, there's no proof that that lineup was successful at all. If anything, there was proof that that lineup definitely wasn't successful. I'm, I'm shocked that they weren't able to just say, Hey, this isn't working. Let's put in something else in here. Just out of the fact that like, there's too much respect to everybody on this roster and they're not even the a squad. So I, I'm, I'm sure, bring in, if LeBron just shows interest at all, that's enough to get other guys involved. Even if LeBron doesn't even play, I, I think even if LeBron's on the sideline, that's a win for us because he comes with a lot more that this team just didn't have. We needed a true leader. We needed a guy like LeBron to just say, no, this is this is the way it should go. This is how we should play. This is the lineup that it should be. And I don't know if we had that guy. I think we tried to nominate that guy. Do you think... Do you think that it'll be enough to just add the talent that you're talking about to, or do you think there should be additional changes as well?
1: Well, wouldn't that be, what are the changes? Are you, are you thinking? I
0: am suspect of the, the coaching, unless those guys are going to get some guys on their actual NBA teams, like Draymond or Bam, because they weren't able to change. They weren't able to make anybody a defensive guy at all. And they, they, I think they've been defensive coaches in the past, successful defensive coaches, championship Caliber coaches, and I didn't really see that. Now it's a short time span, and I know there's a whole bunch of reasons on the guys that haven't played together, but I, I just think I didn't. I didn't like the output on defense, and, and to give up a record-setting the last three games points that they've never given up before. Of you know where they all right so the, the overtime game in Canada, it's one eleven at the end of regulation, one twenty seven at the end of uh overtime. Game before that one thirteen to Germany, they, that's a loss, and then the other loss to Lithuania, that's one hundred ten points. Like you're telling me, like Spolster and Kerr couldn't get these guys to give up less than it's not 12 quarters either. It's 10 minute quarters. <laughs> it's just
1: yeah, it's, it's a shorter game. This is a
0: college time frame. of yes. I, all right. So I, I'm just I'm calling out the coaches. What I'm saying do you think there should be a change there? And if it's if they're not going to listen to these guys, or maybe they just needed a LeBron there to say, no, you need to listen to these guys. I I don't know what what change needs to happen, but I'm. I'm circling that as, as something I don't feel very confident about going forward.
1: I mean, how are you not more confident than Steve Kerr? I mean, who I, I, you know, he's, he's the Warriors coach. So, you know, in the, in the NBA context, I'm going to, I'm going to poke at him, you know, from time to time here and there, but as the, who is the, you know, the best coaches in the world. I mean, these guys are going to be up up at the top I mean, Spolstra every year has got Miami, you know, in, in the mix with a, a range of different players. Uh, can you name coaches that are that are that are better?
0: No, I, I couldn't come up with a better solution, which is why I'm disappointed in the outcome of this, because I think this is the best we got and it, and it wasn't good enough.
1: Well, the one guy, he's not a coach anymore, but I think he could help Brad Stevens. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I don't think he'd be interested, but. Maybe we got to think about that he had a lot of success but I think one of the issues is is like well, what exactly are you, are you looking to do is different coaches are better at different things and Steve Kerr he's really good at you know having like an elite team and making sure like that elite team runs correctly balancing a bunch of guys that are making a lot of money balancing a lot of success continued success and making sure these guys are still hungry that's difficult to do i think spolstra is a little better on the you know the x's and o's O's so much as like the, the game plan of my team does not have more of the talent but i'm going to put them in a situation to win usually the usa doesn't need that and this tournament we did and it just was disappointing we weren't able to use that to our advantage i'm talking little things like when uh uh, Lithuania just decided, like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna post up Austin Reeves out of nowhere and just make it so you can't play him. And there's not enough time for an, an adjustment. Just something like that in the in these games. I I, I don't have the the answer because I'm not an elite coach, but I would hope I would have thought that Spoelstra would be able to come up with something to pick on the fifth guy on Germany and say, all right, yep, yeah, you're gonna do this. we we'll, we're we're gonna attack this guy in a uh, pick and roll or whatever it is until you just you can't play this guy anymore.
0: I, I can't disagree with everything you said, which is why I'm okay with the coaches that they have. I, I just wish one of them or at least it felt like one of them should have just stepped up and had the courage to bench somebody. There were too many games where we're universally playing everybody, nobody's in rhythm, and we're I feel like we're respectfully allotting everyone like it's an all star game of minutes when we're we're competing to win a game right now. Somebody is gonna sit, somebody's gonna play. It doesn't have to be the same person every time, but this sampling of everybody getting their share just I didn't I didn't like it, and then I didn't like that we kind of committed to it throughout the entire tournament. There wasn't one point where I was like, "Nope, this is the lineup, this is the rotation." And I don't know if they really put enough effort into searching and finding that lineup either. And I think that's one reason to be critical of it. You, you talked about the defense and you know Reeves getting switched and Bridges getting switched onto big guys. The re- the rest of the world is still playing traditional post up basketball. So for our roster to be constructed with a bunch of guys that are just really good at switching but maybe not the best post defenders was, I think, an actual mistake when the rest of the world, like I said, is still having an offense that functions through the post. There was a lot of times where we just got posted up and it just felt like this guy's the best guard that you could put on a center in the post, but it's not as good as an actual center guarding a center in the post. Is is that is that enough to be said here? And I don't know what sort of American size we can add to all this but I just wish we'd had at least one guy or at least weren't shy enough to put Kessler in there to hit a couple bodies. Cause I think that's all. I don't
1: think Kessler was, what was the answer. I think it goes more to, we are just playing everybody. We not necessarily even minutes, but we we're playing a lot of guys. And my thought was if you're going to do that, play harder. And I know that that's cliche, but when I say play harder, I mean, pick up the guys more full court and trap them. When we trapped uh, Lithuania at the end, we extended that game for so long. We weren't able to turn it around. But against Germany, I thought we should have been doing it with six minutes to go. And we didn't start doing it until two minutes. And we we got two turnovers, which that's why it would end up being a two-point game. Where really, it was more probably a six- or seven-point game. But we were able to get those turnovers where if we had started that earlier – and in the NBA, you're not going to be able to do it because all these guys are world-class athletes. They know exactly – they could dribble out of anything. But I think these European teams, the whole team isn't still at that level. And all of a sudden, you have Anthony Edwards coming at you. He's all over the place. And you're going to throw the ball all over the gym like you are a college athlete because that's, like, the level of skill that a lot of these guys are at. So that I, I didn't like, but – Mentioned before, I'm not sure if you, you saw the article, it's not just LeBron. Uh, LeBron, he, he's, he, he wants to do it. He, he's pretty confident he can get Anthony Davis to do it. Uh, Steph is talking about it, which actually I didn't realize. Steph has never played on an Olympic team before. So normally I would think, ah, he's getting a little older. He's done this before. But if he hasn't played in the Olympics before, and this is kind of getting to be his last chance, he actually could be more of a candidate to it, uh, as well as Steve Kerr as his coach. Then also. Uh, Some of the other guys, Uh, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Draymond Green, we're even, there's even talk Chris Paul might have some interest. I don't know if he could even make the team, but these are, these are like all the premier guys as well as I, we mentioned it last time we got to start recruiting uh, Joel Embiid telling him, Hey, (laughs) You you play basketball in America. You you like America. Come 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 over here. Don't don't play for the French team. You know, come on come on, play with us. Well, it would Talk be nice to size. get somebody who
0: rebounds. I don't think there was a single guy on our team that averaged over five rebounds this entire tournament. I I think I don't want to pick on Jared Jackson Jr., but I think he only averaged two point eight rebounds. Like that's, I like that's not great. That's it's three or four rebounds a game. That's it. That's that's all we're getting. It's it's not that's not going to get the job done. Look
1: how many points we gave up. Just just when you're giving up that many points, there's only so many rebounds to go around. If there's more misses, there's more rebounds, but it was, uh, we just, we just did not lock in on defense. Anytime we needed a, a crucial stop, we just could not get it. And we just, I think thought, uh oh, well, it's not a big deal. We got more firepower. We'll just, we'll just outgun them. And it, it didn't happen. And we went down by 10 points. It's see every game we lost, it seemed like we just fell into a hole and it was, it was disappointing. So, I woke up on Friday to watch the Germany game. I was pretty disappointed about it. I didn't like how it just soured the uh, the my weekend. I told you I think it was Saturday, and I had already made my decision when Friday happened. That I don't wake up for consolation games, especially ones that are at 4:30. You uh, did wake up. You're what, ridiculous. What were your thoughts? What were your thoughts on Canada versus the USA? Because my only uh, real uh, talk is I saw a couple of highlights and I saw the the final score and. Uh, you know, I looked at the box score.
0: Well, first of all, if you're just a fan of basketball and knowing that you're probably not going to see a game as close or as competitive or with as much talent on the floor until Christmas, to, to opt out of it as if it was just a non, non-meaningful game and it wasn't just a good basketball game that you had the opportunity to watch, you missed out. You missed out because there was an incredible ending. If you haven't seen the bridges if
1: USA doesn't care about winning the gold medal, why should why why should I care? They're those the guys that are playing. I it's
0: not about caring, it's about entertainment. I enjoy watching this. All right. I'm not on the team. I want the team to win. But I at the end of the day, I'm enjoying the content that is in front of me. That's all this is is content that I enjoy and I want more of it. And I got more of it. It doesn't have to necessarily be as meaningful of a game. Like I said, there's a lot of talent on the floor, and there's a lot of trash talking going on. We got Dylan Brooks going on over here who ends up with 39 points. 39 points for Dylan Brooks. up
1: 39 points to Dylan Brooks? He got left out of the playoffs, left out of the playoffs. And th- he has had quite the redemption tour uh, as he's coming into his new team this year. I think he's had the biggest turnaround. I think Shay played really well, but I think everyone already liked Shea. Everyone was pretty high on Shay. So I think he notched up a bunch, but I think, I mean, remember there were jokes, uh, Dylan Brooks, you know, about he was going to be playing for the Shanghai sharks. And I shut that down. I said, there is no way like, come on let's be real about this but the 39 points in a medal game and i know we probably weren't playing our you know all the way you know you're playing in a third place game it's hard to kind of get up for that compared to a championship game but is there anybody else this summer that has had a bigger turnaround
0: no no i mean because it was it was pretty dark there for a little bit then he got a payday and it was like wow no one else really must have I don't think anyone else really put an offer out there near what Houston was willing to throw him. So, and they threw
1: him a lot of money.
0: And and I'm I'm excited for. I will say, I thought his dribbling looked better. His shooting has looked better. It it may just be an exception. An accepting of of his teammates in Canada have been very very supportive, and he has been in, and they have carved out a role for him. I I don't think he's truly like I didn't see as much as much as I watched. I didn't see a lot of plays where. If I'm if I'm Shea, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe this guy's taking another shot again. And they were timely shots. I didn't think nothing was forced, and I thought he played really, really well. Uh, Shea gilchrist Alexander, though, had one of the sickest crossovers at the end there. I thought uh, Bridges played his hardest, and there's there's just certain players that are, that are gonna catch you like that every now was and then. Was it again.
1: was it Bridges or was it Halliburton?
0: it was everybody it doesn't matter I'm sure everybody got a little bit it oh, I, thought a, you,
1: I thought you meant the, the specific one where uh where, where the guy fell
0: he did it was halliburton but uh, bridges bridges had that amazing ending. Oh. did you
1: see the miss free throw did you know, do you know how yes. this game ended yeah. yeah well I mean that sent it to overtime
0: okay but um, you miss the free throw you get the rebound you dribble out to the corner and you make the three
1: oh it's yeah. oh it's very impressive
0: yeah no obviously obviously not something you you'd be interested in, in watching because because they don't care <laughs> so you don't care.
1: The, see, this baffles me that you're saying this now, but there are going to be college basketball games in the not too distant future. And you're just going to have no part of them. And I, the, c- the competition level is going to be the z- z- similar, if not higher. And the basketball quality is like how, maybe just like a slight step below.
0: How? I, I, there's not one pro. There's not professionals. I like professional basketballs. I don't like oh, weird turnovers okay. and, bad, not, and
1: bad misses. By, and the, by and the letter, by the letter of the law, no, they're not professionals because they don't get bad officiating. Uh, what are you talking about? All of
0: that happens only in a, in a level that isn't at a professional level. All, all none of those problems happened in FIBA, none of those problems happened in the, the NBA.
1: The only reason that it's not professional is because of the way the NCAA does it. But you can—I uh, don't know how you can say it's not professional on the. These are this is a elite talent on the way towards the NBA, and not, not no, even they're not close. getting paid for it. But I, I have would, no idea. What wouldn't you're talking even about. on not, the, the lazy one college team coach- would
0: make it out of the FIBA pool. Not even one of them could qualify. Not even. There's a reason we don't send any of them over there anymore. Is because they would look like the group we just did, and the group we just did has been in the in the league for way longer than all of them. They're way stronger. They're way they're way heavier. They're just so much maturity I think you into should it go. all.
1: You should go and look at some of those rosters and look at where those guys played college ball. Yeah. Not the USA team. Those are like the premier guys, but some of the other teams there, it was a, a, a treasure trove of, Oh yeah. I remember that guy from a few years ago. Oh yeah. I remember this guy in the, in the tournament and now they're playing, (laughs) playing overseas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Good basketball players are pretty good. Most of their life. All right. We go back to their sixth grade team. I bet we can find some highlights there. Also it's, it's just a level of quality. I don't appreciate It doesn't mean they're not good. It's not as good as the other one. I'm going to go with the better one every single time. I'm not saying there a talent there. There's just more in the other spot. There's more in FIBA. There's more in NBA. There's thought, more in the G League. I thought you were, I thought you were a college. fan of
1: basketball. I, I thought am. you were a fan of basketball, and that's what you wanted to do. And you're not going to be able to see a good NBA until Christmas. know so what are you going to do the first week better. of November? This is
0: way better quality basketball than any of the college stuff. I I know you, you It is not.
1: Oh, that's not even Oh, it's not even close. I watched it. Look at the it. players
0: that are on the it, floor. It's nowhere near the talent that I'm going to have in a single college game. This whole this whole tournament.
1: I I would very much argue that there's like the USA. They have USA, seven NBA far, players in Canada. Away.
0: Our entire roster is NBA players on USA. There's not one NBA player in college. Like, how is this even an argument? Well, yeah,
1: because you can't play there yet. But you got you got. Well, then what do we pick, mean when you? Got, you, cause the, you can't
0: exactly. That's exactly that. That's the biggest point right here. Is you? Of course, you can't say Cause, they're because the NBA.
1: The NBA wouldn't allow it. They literally put a rule in place to make it so you had to play a year in college.
0: And they're doing them a favor for that because half of them aren't ready and they'd be screwed even worse off than they are. They can get the money that they need in the college. They can get better and they can get better and grow up to be in the NBA. And hopefully if they're qualified enough and good enough, they can make a FIBA team because we, we need that. But I, that doesn't mean I need to watch them all, all winter while they're getting prepared for the level that I'm going to eventually watch them at. Look, if they're good enough, they're going to make it to the league that I watch. It's fine. I don't need to watch them beforehand.
1: Well, they're conveniently uh, placed at like seven and nine o'clock. They're on the weekends, you know, during the day, so you don't have to wake up at four thirty in the morning to watch them. So it-, it is available.
0: Yeah, they give me way too many headaches. There's too many, too many things that coaches just lose hair over. That- that's why I can't watch college, and I didn't lose nearly as much hair you, watching what, FIBA. Name,
1: name a name a European coach that you would take over the. Premier college coaches.
0: Well, the Germany guy only had three weeks with this team, and he just won the whole damn thing. So that sounds pretty good. He didn't know he was going to coach. The- oh, there was a Canada guy. Sorry, it's Canada guy. He got a bronze medal. Canada guy. Canada guy. It was supposed oh, to be right, Nick Nurse. It was supposed to be Nick Nurse. Right. It was supposed yeah. to be Nick Nurse, and ended up not being Nick Nurse. And they ended up getting. He ended up getting the most out of Dylan Brooks. Like, if anything, I don't if you think I'm- there's <laughs>
1: something wrong with a tournament where Dennis Schroeder is the MVP.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I
1: think. Who I is Dennis Sh- Schroeder playing for this year in the NBA?
0: I know this too. He got traded. He's, he's, uh he's in Toronto. He's in Toronto. He's in Toronto. He's
1: in Toronto. I'm impressed. And the only reason I know it is because I just listened to a podcast right before this with uh, Zach Lowe, where that was mentioned, where if you had asked me two hours before that, I couldn't have told you he's been bouncing around. He was on the Celtics and he was oh an absolute headache. Uh, it was just so frustrating to, to watch him play. And, I have, it's just, it's hey, just baffling. This, this might be
0: a little bit of let Russ cook kind of thing here. And when they let him cook, he, he looks pretty good. Nobody in the NBA is going to let him cook because there's way better point guard positions. It's a hard position to compete in. It's, I think it's the most competitive in the NBA is the guard position right now. Not to mention there's so many score first people that it's hard to say Dennis Schroeder at the age that he's at and the size that he's at that our best odds of winning are to go at this. Now, what he does do very well, though, he does run the pick and roll. Very well, and if you if you have a guy that you can do it with with which was Daniel Tice for a good majority of this, I thought he was a perfect wingman type of ball handler to go along with Franz Wagner. I just I thought they had a lot of good things going. This was a good setup for Dennis Schroeder that I don't think any other team in the NBA would set him up for, at least not at this point in his career. But if you were to do it, it'd be like similar to setting everything up around Westbrook. Like there's there's ways to make guys look better. This made him look better. I I I, I just don't think an NBA team could do that and win
1: but you, you couldn't uh, could FIBA <laughs> yeah are, are you ready for me to put a nice little bow on this
0: well I wanted to talk a little bit about you were joking how Embiid may be joining our team and I wanted to put the fear and everyone else about the possibilities of the players that could be joining other teams Canada could be adding Jamal Murray who just won an NBA championship in Denver that's an idea Serbia which finishes second here uh, there's a guy called uh, Nikola Jokic who also just won an NBA championship who could be joining that team. There's the wild card of Embiid not joining the team. Do you think you could get
1: him away from the uh, from from the horses during the summertime?
0: No, but part of me thinks that again, if LeBron says he's signing up, that's going to encourage you know guys like uh, everyone else is going to feel like they should they should go as well. And and if
1: I, I hope if, so, I would like that.
0: I I yeah, I, I think everyone would. It would be really fun to see. I would love to see Jokic play. I it would be. Scared of this team, especially if we don't add any size, because he could easily, he could destroy our, our lineup. Like, what's the lineup right now that could stop Jokic on the on the roster we just had?
1: You could just—it's not just our roster; it's anybody in the world. I mean, he's been unstoppable the past couple of years.
0: So that's 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 interesting. There, there's a variety of other players that that can end up in, on teams and, and join. But those those three specifically, I just thought were like, okay, Canada was pretty good. They had really good guard play, but. You know, if Dylan Brooks was not shooting so well and if Lou Dort wasn't hitting a corner three, you know, Jamal Murray and Shea, that's that sounds pretty, pretty reliable with the with the other two as options and a whole bunch of other things that could, that could happen as well. Uh, just just throwing those out there. Uh, you, you go ahead. You can put a, you could put a ball on all this now. I mean, I was going to spend another 10 minutes on Daniel Tice, but I, I think that's maybe for another show.
1: See, you're, you're heading in the, in the same direction. So, <laughs> you know, want to you know, we, we didn't medal, but want to congratulate Germany, I'm winning the World Cup, and specifically former Celtics Dennis Schroeder, Mo Wagner, and of course, of course, Daniel Tice. Tice is nice. The war on Tice it continues, and we fight it every day. A guy that I definitely miss having on the on the Celtics. Not not really so much the uh, the other two, but it, it was it was nice seeing uh, Daniel out there. He was just always uh, just, I just I like watching him play.
0: He plays a good game of basketball. It's a shame he gets zero respect. It is costly and foul trouble throughout the NBA. What one, one of these days? Uh he's uh, he's in Houston as well, right?
1: Uh, I'm not sure where he uh where he ended up this offseason. Well, anyway, he was in, he was on the on the Pacers last year.
0: Well, we'll keep an eye on him. Uh congrats to them. It was a it was a hell of a tournament. I still think there's plenty of talent there. A lot more talent than college. Uh, but we can continue to talk about the amateur collegiate level in their amateur football league that they had some games this weekend, right? This past Saturday. Uh, tell, tell me a little every bit about it.
1: Uh, every, every Saturday. Every Saturday in the fall.
0: Oh, yeah. every, every Saturday. Very consistent. Uh, it's, it's a shame I always miss it. I always forget it on Saturday. That's uh, Let's start with, uh, I suppose, the big news. You you want to start with Texas taking on Alabama now and, and doing some things that don't happen a whole lot, especially this early in the year, and that is Alabama losing?
1: That is exactly what happened. Texas went into Tuscaloosa and came out with a win. Texas is back. They were uh, I think they were ranked 10th so it wasn't a massive uh, upset, but anytime you beat Alabama, so Alabama's gonna have uh, have the work cut out for them to try to get back into into the mix. We know from from the past that they they definitely can uh, kind of un, un, unexpected. The other uh, headlines uh, Notre Dame won again and then uh, Colorado overcame a, a sluggish start against rival uh nebraska but they ended up thrashing them you have mentioned you are only going to be on the colorado bandwagon as long as it's just racing along so that's two two pretty uh pretty big wins in a row are you more likely to get on the bandwagon this week or are you still you know just seeing if you want to want to hop on
0: i i dabbled I, I watched a little bit i i say i forget about it on saturday but i i had the game on for a little bit it was extremely boring first half that it was like, all right, well this is a little bit more of the first quarter. This is a little bit more of what I kind of expected, especially with the amount of pressure being on here. It's, it's hard for anyone to say we have nothing to lose anymore when you you kind of still have nothing to lose, but it feels like they have everything to lose now with the kind of spotlight on them. So it was nice to see them kind of show up and do that. I do worry about, I mean, is Dion going to be able to do pregame? Like how many, how many more games we got here? And this is just one season. Like, could you just record these and play them next year? The, the, the pregame speeches have been phenomenal I'm sure other coaches have have really exciting ones it's just nice to see them being promoted through Dion and I'm I'm pro for it I mean I think this is exciting this is certainly what I think you would want in college football anyone who's tired of the same couple teams winning every year it, it's it's somebody trying to make something out of a, a, a college that isn't always recognized in that way doing the best they can week after week to get as much attention as possible and it certainly helps when you when you win and Nebraska is certainly not a, the worst win of the year. So shout out to them. The train moves on. Uh, do, you, do you know who they're on to next week? Is it? Do they get yes, they do. do. they take a deep breath or are we still, is it the whole season like this?
1: I Maybe I'd say it's a little bit of deep breath just because it, it, it's a late game. They're playing at home against Colorado State and that's going to be at 10 o'clock. So just might be you're kind of out of the, out of the, the public sphere a little bit, but I mean, if they, they keep rolling on, if it's not this week soon, they're going to have College Game Day come in there. They're going to have whatever Fox's version of that is. They're, they're going to keep 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 rolling. I don't think Colorado State is very good, so they should be able to uh, to, to get a good win there based on the uh, the performances that, that I've been seeing so far. Started the season unranked, and they are up to 18th in the country. So something to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, is, uh, is Alabama in trouble, or is Texas probably actually good?
1: I think Alabama's in trouble just because in college, if you lose one game, you could dominate the rest of your games and still struggle to get in that four-team playoff where basketball, there's more games. You can lose one early. You got plenty of time to recover. So it just could just be by the, by the numbers. Right. A little uh, and-
0: hypothetical. Let's say Alabama wins out, which is possible. they they they've done that. They do that kind of stuff. And let's say Texas finishes top four. How high does Texas need to finish for Alabama to really, have a little bit of an argument here although we what do we, we expand this to eight now is it eight teams no not yet it's still 4
1: It's still four for a while
0: Ah, so that that that's gonna be tough but I'm saying if Texas finishes you know one of these top spots say this, let's say they finish one is that is that strong enough for Alabama to still have a case like I, I just I always wonder all this especially like you said that's it's, it's kind of one and and then until someone else screws up that that one either is worth a whole lot or isn't worth as much like if everyone gets an l you know, it's, it's, it's all fair game again.
1: They'll be right back in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it's one of those years where everybody has uh, has has one loss and Alabama lost to Texas and, you know, the rest of the time, because that's one of the times where it doesn't make any sense. But I feel like if you lose early in the season, it's like, what have you done for me lately? So then towards the end of the year, if you lose, that's just more in the front of everybody's mind. Even if it's a worse loss, it's just, or even if it's a not as bad a loss, it's just that it's more recent. So it makes it worse.
0: Uh, any other games we should keep an eye out for this week?
1: Uh, unfortunately, no. I took a look at the uh, at the slate. I mean, if you're into college football, you're going to have a good time. But you were this week, the Texas-Alabama, 7 o'clock prime time, that was the one to watch. This week, there is uh, not a lot of ranked teams going against each other. So maybe a good uh, apple-picking day.
0: All right, last last college football question here. How many times are they going to storm the field for for Colorado this year? Are we, we two for two already?
1: How many times is too many times? <laughs> okay. were they, were, I, well, I, at what were, point were, are they, were they qualified? At home? No, they, they weren't They weren't at home the first game, right? It, it doesn't... It was an
0: absurd... It was an absurd think they were upset. At
1: home.
0: I, I'm more just saying, at, at some point, I, I've talked about this in the past, where you reach a certain level of respect where I don't think you should be allowed to storm the field or the court anymore, and they're still very much on that lower echelon, but at what point do they qualify as, no, you're a football school now. You only do that when you beat, like, Alabama, and, that, and that, that's it, like...
1: I I think that they have struggled for a while. I, I can't remember. Um, I don't know if it was the the 80s or, or the 90s, but they they were good. They had a stretch. I think there's even like a 30 for 30 on how, how how good they were. But for a long time afterwards, like, you could be you know a, a grown adult and have not known Colorado football success. So I think that allows, especially with college kids, where those are the ones that. that I've never seen Colorado with multiple winning seasons that, yeah, when you beat your rival, which they haven't played Nebraska in a while, yeah, you get to hit the storm the field.
0: All right, all fun stuff. Anything else for college football?
1: Nope, that's it for this week.
0: All right, on to the pro stuff, which as much as I enjoy it more, I do not have very happy results with our pickums of last week. Both Zach and I picked all the games last week. You can listen to the podcast on any of our streaming platforms spotify our facebook website uh little column a little column b our twitter x or whatever it's called i gotta i gotta work on that hey, what are other people calling that i listen to all these podcasts are they just not advertise x anymore or is it still called twitter
1: it's x it's x it just you, you, you forget because it's been twitter for ever and now it's something new so uh it's just a matter of it just, just like anything when it changes the name, it takes a while for everybody to remember. I and like X I- is kind of, X is kind of weird. It's almost, it's a letter. It doesn't seem like a new name. It's almost uh with the streaming where it's, it's on max. It just, it, it feels weird saying it, even though it's correct.
0: Well, it does feel weird saying this, the way we kind of have a 50, 50 shot on all these picks and you go seven for eight. And that's not just me. That's you as well. Uh, it's a very unexpected week one full of all sorts of drama. Um, kind of excited to go through our picks for week two and then maybe touch a little bit on the results of week one per team as we go through here so let's just kick things off with week two the first matchup I have here is the Minnesota Vikings at the Philadelphia Eagles now Minnesota was a team that I tried to argue would be better this year that they're in the fact that they'd won so many close games last year that they would be a, a better defense and that you know their offense isn't terrible and that they don't need anything spectacular in this division and and all of it just let me down last week but it was like this is the most fakest team in the world they're doing the same stuff they did last year where it's like it looks great when it works and then it looks like they have no idea what they're doing I have they always come up with the turnovers at the worst time and it's always like the time when I suddenly put faith in them and that they do something stupid and I and I lose faith in them Philly in, in New England I think we can get a little bit more on, on the topic of how well, how well New England played, and we'll, we'll maybe touch that when we get to New England, but I thought Philly still did a lot of a lot of things well in that game, and I thought New England had a, an effective half on slowing them down, but Philly's a superior team, I think, over everything I saw week one, Even and I think that credits uh, New England even more. I'm taking Philly, no-brainer here. Is there anything at all that would ever convince you to, to have any faith in Minnesota right now? Because <laughs> like, I'm at that point already where it's one week, and I'm like, I, I've seen this show before. Why would I ever have faith in this team?
1: Just got to throw it out there. This is Kirk Cousins. It's Thursday night. This is prime time. There should be like big red flashing lights as well as I mentioned this in the preview. I said last year, I don't remember what the record was, but was really good in one score games. This was a one score game. They end up losing this one. I just don't think they're going to have that luck from last year. It's just going to even out. And here's your situation where, Last year, this flips the other way, and I think we're going to be looking at this in late November, early December, going, man, man, you know, the Vikings, if they could have just, you know, one thing here and there, they could have had a good record the same way last year. You just look at it, and go, how does this team have such a, an amazing record? So that, that's what I think is going to continue. I will also be taking the Eagles on Thursday night.
0: Yeah. Any, any comment on your first
1: game on uh first game on Amazon prime. So anybody, uh, if you're looking for the game, you've got to remember that's, uh, that's where Thursday night games are.
0: I, I didn't really give you a chance to talk here. Any, any comment on your, your week one performance that was also a seven and eight.
1: I'm, I'm really, uh, you know, fingers crossed that Buffalo is going to win tonight. And then I can at least pull the 500 and, you know, just try to put it behind me. Got the short term memory. I'm hoping to do better in week two.
0: I, there are games that I felt really good about that were close and that I did get right but could have easily gotten wrong. And then there are games that I just just couldn't have guessed any more wrong about anything here. There, there are certainly challenges, though, where there's an opinion that I have formed about the team going into the year. And, and it's kind of like, all right, this is what I thought you were. And then there's what I've seen recently of last week and just last week alone. I've, I've, like, Which which one are you? are you? Are you what I think you could be? Or are you what I just recently saw this past week? And I'm going to say that with this next matchup right now where the Green Bay Packers on Sunday will be at the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta, Bijan, Algiers, excellent running game. They are 2-for-13 on third down. They are not throwing the ball a whole lot. They did they rush it a ton, and I don't know if I trust their defense. But the Packers, I, I'm just going to assume that the Bears are terrible. I, I really am not ready to give them any sort of crown or credit of anything and just say that the Bears are still a complete mess, and that is a result of the Packers being 1-and-0. I'm still in on Atlanta. I, I think the running game is the most thing. The only thing I could trust in either of the matchups of all this, and I think Atlanta has two guys that run better than anyone. Aaron Jones might have tweaked a hammy at the end there. Uh, I think that factors in a little bit, and I'm not sure if Home Field factors into anything at all. Kind of a struggle week for all the home teams last week. But uh, who are you going with this week? I'll take Atlanta.
1: I'm going with Green Bay. Uh, I don't think either of these teams are particularly good. I agree with your assessment that it might be Chicago is a, uh, is really bad. Justin Fields did not look good. I, I was not, not a fan of his performance. Uh, I thought that Jordan love, I thought that he, he, he looked okay. And I just don't think that the, the, the Falcons, they just, they can't throw. You mentioned the, uh, the running backs. and I, I made a note that uh, Bijan and Isaiah uh, flowers are rookies that both look like they're, they're the real deal. Uh, Zay Flowers obviously playing for the uh, for, for the Ravens, but they, they didn't really throw the ball. It was a uh, halftime, and I think Drake London and Kyle Pitts had one target, and then by the end of the game, Pitts had a couple of fantasy points, but Drake London had a uh, had, had a goose egg. And again, this is the same thing with this coach. When last year, when they'd ask him about Pitts and saying like, "Hey, are you gonna involve him? You know, anymore?" and he he continues to just go with, "Ah, you know, we'll we'll let the fantasy guys, you know, worry about that." And then you just like you're just shocked of like, I, I get it. You're trying to be the tough football guy and, you know, I do have real football and this is fantasy and that that's for the nerds. But it's like, you know, if your player scores a lot of fantasy points, that's also good for your team, like 99% of the time. And you drafted this guy like high. If you're not going to use him, why'd you draft him so high? Why don't you draft somebody else? So, I, th- that's why i'm gonna go with green bay i think that's just a, a little more balanced uh i have not heard the the aaron jones uh update but hopefully that was just a a l- little tweak on a, a long run and not something more major
0: on a victory touchdown that's got to be the worst like you did everything right and you're gonna pull it and just walk right into the the, the locker room right after Ugh. not 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 fun I, at some point someone's just gonna sell out on atlanta and just say all right so we're gonna just bring everybody and if they throw it over the top of us, well, that'll be the first time yeah, they just do stack that. Stack the box. Yeah, right. so I I could see that easily happening week two. I'm curious to see if they finally unleash any sort of aerial threat at all. Like like they're very much similar to Chicago, where it seems like they're they're, they're throwing the ball out of protection. I'm like they're only throwing the ball to throw it away, never to actually complete a pass. And that's that's not how you should run an offense. Uh, at least that's not how a lot of other teams run their offenses. <laughs> uh, all right, next game. Uh, don't know what's gonna happen with Buffalo tonight, but uh, week two we got Las Vegas at the Buffalo Bills. I I really liked I like what Jimmy G did. I I thought uh, God, our, our uh, Jacoby Myers played really well for them. had a, had a bunch of good catches. Former Patriot. I I think there's hope with having uh, Devontae Adams still on this team and Josh Jacobs. It's not the worst starting point. I actually went across and I looked at a, a bunch of teams that I think have huge question marks at quarterback, and I'm like, why didn't they go after Jimmy G? Like why didn't Atlanta just go after Jimmy G? Like what what's the what was the fear in that? Like is isn't that just what everybody wants just somebody steady? I I don't think he's going to take you over the top to anything but he's a safe bet and I think there's a lot of teams that can't risk having not a safe bet with the amount of talent they have out there. So I'm I'm giving the Raiders some credit here. All that being said, I'm still going to go with the Bills. I don't know what they're going to happen tonight against the Jets, but I I I just think that this team has Josh Allen and the other team doesn't. If you don't have Josh Allen, I think your next best bet is to have a guy like Jimmy G. So, I'm I'm alright with the, the the Raiders of the one and zero. I'm, I'm not that uh, upset by that, but I'll I'll have Buffalo in week two. Who you got?
1: I'm also sight unseen. Gonna go with the Buffalo Bills, and also sight unseen. Since it went so well last week, this is gonna be my lock of the week.
0: Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't do that. I'm not gonna do that. I need to see Buffalo play before you're you're gonna you're gonna go blind. On, on two weeks. Sight later. unseen. Yep. You're just gonna say this is mine, and I'm I'm gonna claim it right now. This is this is a victory here. And just ha- gonna send it. So you're you're having about as a two zero victory here. I don't know if that's very patriot friendly here. You, are you trying to win the pickums? Are you trying to root for your team?
1: Well, we haven't even got to got to the Patriots yet. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right. Let's see what Buffalo has uh going into tonight. I, I I'm not sure anything's gonna really alter it. Like what what's gonna happen tonight that's really gonna change anything? It would only just be an injury, right? That's that's the only thing I think that would scare me from really locking locking that in.
1: I, I mean, there could be some sort of Joe Burrow performance out of Josh Allen that just throws a lot of a uh, a lot of questions out there. But I think it would have to be more more of an injury.
0: All right, next matchup I think is the the perfect example of. Well, we had an opinion about these guys until we saw them week one, and and now I think your opinion could either be altered or you you're, you're just mis, feel misguided on your original opinion. Like That could be completely wrong, and that is the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. Lamar, not a great game. Zay Flowers, sure, give him some flowers, but that's about the only thing I would give the Ravens. Of course, they have <laughs> the worst luck of their normal tradition of losing a running back in their opening week, where Dobbins tears his Achilles and is not coming back and and yet the crazy part about all that is that's not even the wilder headline where Cincinnati just has a complete dud offensively complete dud no points no success nothing I could say good about all of this other than they have these guys that were once good on their team I I don't know is there a right answer to all this like do you feel confident towards either of these teams I want you to pick first on this one because I did I flip flopped every single time. I could say like their defense is fine. They have a better consistent offense, but based on what I saw last week, I have no confidence in either of these teams. And somebody has to win. Can can I double down for extra points on a tie?
1: Well, we talked about this last year. You always want to double down on the tie, but there's no way to put that into the system, and it'd just be a mess trying to track that throughout the year.
0: Lock of the week. It's a tie. Is that is that not how this works? Yeah. There you go. (laughs) No. No. I'll take Cincinnati. I don't feel good about it. Who you got?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Cincinnati. I think that the, the Ravens got, got dinged up. It's going to take them a little while to figure out how to recover. And I just have no idea. I, I think this is going to be one of those games we look back on for, uh, for the Bengals and just like, these guys have been good all year, but then they lost to the Browns, like got destroyed by the Browns. And it's like, what's going on? I, I think maybe it's just Joe Burrow. Didn't, you know, didn't play in the, in the preseason. And, I, I don't have a good answer for it, but I think Cincinnati will win. They have Joe Burrow, they have Jamar Chase. I think they're just gonna figure it out, and and this is gonna write the shit for them.
0: I thought this was the hardest one to argue out of all the picks this week was to argue for either one of these teams. Where it's like, based on what you know, because it's it's there's nothing there. It's it's a whole lot of history, but based on what we saw last week, that that seems like old history. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who bounces back this week. Next game, Seattle Seahawks at the Detroit Lions. Seattle, I, I mean, I was so in on Geno last week, and you were so out on him, and then it was so fun to be riding that bandwagon throughout all their victories and in, in the playoffs last year, and then I just felt like it was everything you'd ever said bad about Geno Smith happened, like, the, the past week. It was all back. It was like all the all the baggage just piled right back on. All the receivers weren't able to come through. The defense wasn't great, and and I'm starting to scratch my head on whether or not I'm in, on, in or out on all this I based on one week. It, it, that's... I've, I've still seen a lot more examples of Geno not being great and only one season of him being pretty good, even if that is the most recent season. I think there's reason to be concerned here. I thought Detroit's offense was steady enough. I, I You mentioned rookies. I'm, I'm kind of in on Gibbs. He's on my fantasy team. I think he's certainly a highlight out there. I don't think the, Detroit's defense is anything to brag about. I think it's improved on last year, but I think it's still good enough to beat Seattle at home. So I'll, I'll take Detroit at home. Who you got?
1: I'm also going to go with Detroit. Definitely was a surprise that they were able to knock off the Chiefs uh, in Arrowhead. But I, I did not like what I saw out of out of Seattle. I am just still not jumping on anything going on with uh, with Geno Smith. This is kind of more what I expected kind of all of last year. And uh, just not good to to lose that at home with with the 12th man against the Rams, who coming into this year, no one thought was going to be very good. And it really wasn't much of a close game.
0: LA Rams may be better than, than we have assumed, or at least if you're a Seattle fan, you, you better be hoping for that, and that's certainly news to yes. everyone else across the league. Uh, news across the league right now in the next matchup here, Los Angeles Chargers are playing football, and they are trying to win games, and yet they somehow always find ways to lose them. We're going to tune in next week to see if that happens again again, where they take on the Tennessee Titans. I, I, I The Titans... I talked so highly of like, oh, Tannehill be better. Tannehill can't be worse. This team added offensive weapons, and that they still have a really, really nice running game. Derrick Henry's still there, and he—they're all actually healthy. And man, this is so disappointing. Like, just like, like I think Cincinnati was the easy dud of the week, but if if they had just been their normal self, I think we would be picking apart Tennessee, saying, "I can't believe you didn't take on Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody else, or just address anything," because it seems like the teams. Ready to go. Tannehill's not ready to take him there. And that their next best option is a guy that's never done it before at all. How do they end up set up like this? I don't know. The Chargers being as suspect as they are, they at least put up points. And I think that'll be enough to win this matchup. But you know, you never know, man. I, you you can never feel safe picking the Chargers. Even with the lead, even with the, the clock, the clock has hit zero before you're like, yeah, we actually won. There's no early celebrating in LA ever. And I hope, I hope they get to celebrate a little earlier this one, and I will take the Chargers on the road. Not feeling super confident about either one of these, but uh, what, who you got here?
1: I think with the Chargers, I don't even think you could say when the clock strikes zero, because I, I, I can see a, a situation where the clock strikes zero, but then there's a flag afterwards or something dumb happens, and the clock struck zero, and then they still turn a win into a loss. They oh, – it's so frustrating, because you warned me about this last week, and you said – well, aren't you concerned about the Chargers charging? And I was like, well, yeah, there's always a concern, but I think they'll be fine. No, that's exactly what they did. Uh, They have the ball under a minute. They're going down, and then they just mismanage the clock and give Tua and the Dolphins the ball back. They got Tyreek Hill out there, who's running all over the place, and then they just give away free points. All you had to do was just not call timeout immediately, wait, I don't remember exactly what the time was, but twenty-five seconds, kick the field goal, and then they wouldn't have got the ball, or if they got the ball, you know, would it wouldn't have had time to 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 hurt you. It's just like oh, it just it just always seems to happen to the chargers, but again. Compared and to, again. Yeah, and again, again, and again. And, again, and, again. again.
0: And, and I couldn't imagine being an actual fan in, like watching this. Like I I I joked about how I like watching basketball. This is an enjoyment for me. This wouldn't be enjoy this would be punishing. This I can't think of a more punishing way to lose games or, or be a successful team that doesn't win games. Like that That's exactly – I don't know what category that is, but that's – this is a successful team that doesn't win games. Like, it gets, it's an oxymoron in the NFL. It's, it doesn't make any sense, and yet somehow, somehow I'm picking them again this next week. So I don't know what's wrong. Well, and
1: that's – that's the reason that I'm picking them is because going against the Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill didn't even complete 50% of his passes and threw three interceptions. So I'm thinking that even the, even the Chargers are going to be able to take advantage of that. Herbert is good enough. The defense will just survive enough. And even though they're going on the road and West to East is never the best, I I think that they're going to win.
0: Look, if Tannehill is half like he, he just even a little bit better than he was last week, they'll be, A lot better he was terrible last week just it's just average just average would be fine they don't need you know a spectacular tom brady performance here they need like a last year brock purdy performance just just don't turn over the ball like just be fine all right next matchup chicago bears at the Tampa buccaneers i'm gonna shock myself a, a little bit right now and assume that the bears are just really bad and i thought there was actually some nice things to say about tampa last week i wasn't excited for this team going in. It seemed like this was a perfect tanking season. We'll bring in Baker. It looked like we put in some effort, but we didn't actually win any games. And you know, maybe we'll trade some of the offensive weapons, whether it's one of the receivers or, or who knows what, or maybe some guys on defense. I thought defensively this team looked pretty good. And I thought Baker wasn't terrible. And I, Evans is healthy and Godwin is healthy. And, and that's a lot more than I could ever say about Chicago where, I mean, they got all these draft picks on defense last year. It, it looks like I didn't like, it looks like they just have a whole bunch of holes everywhere. And that's why I'm taking Tampa at home. Here we go. Two and Tampa Bay, right? Who you got?
1: I'm also going with them. I think maybe we tried to bury uh, We, and I think I tried to bury Baker Mayfield a little too fast. He was out there. He was doing stuff. It. it he did not look like, like a shell of himself or anything. It was like, all right, okay. This guy, you know, wants to win. He's out there. He, he's trying to make things happen. And, I don't know. Maybe it's been the, uh, I, I just thought if Mike Evans isn't absolutely dominant with Tom Brady back there, then it's it just, it, it's, it's never going to happen, but maybe it was, uh, some of the, you know, it was, was dinged up in the past. And I kind of was kind of down on him with all the, the contracts, you know, issues kind of going on. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's very happy, but based on that looked look pretty good. And, I think it's gonna be pretty close, but I think if they can get ahead, I don't know if Chicago can play from behind. It just I don't, Justin Fields. It's I don't know. It's like they're they're trying to turn him into a passer when really he's his best thing is running. So it's just I, I don't know. Like how long do you force? Hey, we're gonna to try to turn you into a passer when you're you're good at running and just steer steer into the skid, if you will.
0: Well, I'm not sure DJ Moore is quite ready for the the Tyreek Hill workload that he needs to be for this team to have. A first down like not even a touchdown just a first down it, it, there's not enough there I, it's 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 honestly it's unfair to, to fields that this is this is what they've put around them and this is the best that they can do it doesn't seem like they're ever going to be in a position they're always going to be down and they have the worst sort of offense to be down in it's 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 a bad situation uh Tampa Bay 2-0 who, who would have thought next game Kansas City Chiefs at the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Chiefs did lose opening night to Detroit. It was a close game. I actually wanted to credit Kansas City. I thought they played pretty good defense against Detroit. I I think it's easy to to say they lost and that they're generally not the most highlighted uh, defense ever. They score a lot of points. And they have Patrick Mahomes, and I know some injuries are still happened, but I, I I haven't lost faith in this. I, I actually thought Kansas City played really well. I I think Detroit's a, an above average team. I wasn't really willing to bind all the hype, but I, I thought very, very similar to the Patriots. There was points where Kansas city slowed down Detroit. And, and then I think those gaps will add up a lot more this week when they're able to slow down Jacksonville, I'm going to take Kansas city on the road. I, I'm just, I'm not into, I'm not into Jacksonville. I, they could be, they could be, I could be completely wrong every week about this, but I'm not in on them. I, I'm happy to see Ridley back. I was, I was wrong about that. Right. You got your touchdown, right. He's He's going to finish out the rest of the year strong now. Right. He's, Everything's back to normal. No, nothing could ever go wrong with him. It's, it's rock solid. I'll take Kansas City on the road. I don't. I don't buy this team at all. T- tell me why you should, why you're picking Jacksonville if you're picking them.
1: Uh, I'm. I'm not picking. Uh, I'm not picking Jacksonville. I was shocked that the Chiefs didn't win that game when they got the ball back with like two minutes to go and all they needed was a field goal. That just seemed like prime. You know, back in the day. When Tom Brady got the ball and all he needed, it was like if he needed a touchdown, I was like, all right, this is good. This is probably going to happen. If he's need a field goal, it's like, all right, yeah, this, this is a lock. We're for sure going to win this. I would have, I would have put just oodles of money. That's like, oh, this is what Mahomes does. Like you gave him too much time. He's <laughs> got timeouts. Like, oh, this, this, this is a lock. And then his receivers. I mean, Kadarius Tony had one of the worst games as a wide receiver that I've ever seen. Just, I, I know it like kind of just stacks on itself, but. Oh, just so rough and even on I, I think the the fourth and long there, there's pretty much no chance but I think it was even the, the third and long it was just a drop pass it's just like how how does this happen so i'm I'm really hoping that uh Kelsey is able to come back uh just before the podcast uh chris Jones uh, has I it redid his contract. Uh, He's, he's definitely coming back to play. I believe it's just, it's if it, it was going to be a year, it's still a year. I think maybe the money is generally the same, but now there's way more incentives, uh, but he's definitely going to come back and play. And I think that is going to help. But I also will uh, echo what you said that uh, I like that. Calvin Ridley uh, is back. I, I hope that he continues it. And it's not just a flash in the pan where then you're laughing at me in two weeks and saying, Hey, remember you thought Calvin Ridley was going to be good this year. So, so far so good.
0: Yeah, I don't trust that line at all. I I don't think they've, I just don't think anyone has enough time to do what they're trying to do there. All the weapons they have need time to get open, and there's nothing quick about it. Like there's there's like a pattern with like Miami the way Tua plays. It's almost predictable where it's like one two and he's whipping the thing out, and that's kind of how I think they need to be. And they're not playing that way. He's scrambling a little bit more, and Lawrence is scrambling a little bit more than I think he should be. And I, I just. just worry about him getting hurt it just seems like if you're 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 scrambling quarterback and that's where you end up and not necessarily where you want to be that's that's not a good place to be and that might be similar to this next matchup here where Indianapolis at the Houston Texans is Richardson even going to play is he hurt I I believe he's going to play but he he took some hits a little late last week man there's some electricity in, in those runs right like that's that's something
1: I I liked I liked the way that he looked, you know, for for a rookie throwing a touchdown and running for a touchdown. I, I mean, you can't really expect too much out of out of a rookie QB in your your first game. You you play in the preseason, but the regular season is just a to- totally different animal. Yeah, he did get dinged up at the very end, but uh, at least in the in the post game conference, he said the the loss hurt more than that injury. So. Obviously, that was right after the game. We'll get something probably tomorrow or the next day on if he's okay. But I, I, I would assume he's going to play.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he's a little banged up. He might get banged up again, and that's hardly a reason to pick Houston. They might even be better off with a backup over there for all we know. But I'm going with Houston at home. I, I think both these teams, you would assume, are trying to lose. But Houston doesn't really have any reason to lose because they they, they lost their pick or whatever for the for the next year. So I, I think. I think they're, they're going to put out a better effort than, than what you're going to see at Indy. Indy was very competitive in week one, and I, I thought, similar to Fields, where it's exciting to see Richardson run for his life, but he's very much just running for his life. There's maybe one Pittman play that was able to bail him out a little bit, but I'll, I'll have more faith in Houston. Who you got?
1: I'm going with Colts. I liked uh, how Anthony Richardson looked better than how CJ Stroud looked.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. It just... Ah, I I, don't, I I just I don't, I'm not sure if he's even gonna play. I I wouldn't be shocked, and I it wouldn't shock me if they were a little careful with him as well, right? Like if he was like, ah, he's a little dinged up. Well, should we play him? Should we not?
1: Do you know who uh, who will start if he doesn't play? It's
0: uh, Minshew, right?
1: It sure is Minshew mania. Look I, out!
0: I, I, so like that may be a reason that I think they they will win. I think Minshew can win this game, and I'm not saying Richardson can't. It just is. It's just a little little riskier. Is he still rocking the mustache? I, I saw him at he looked like he had super long hair. I didn't I didn't really get a, a, a good look at his under the helmet. Uh,
1: I I only saw him on the field. I didn't see him afterwards uh for what the facial hair was.
0: Yeah, well we'll we'll get an update on that. Uh Mania li- lives on. I don't, I don't care. I think he's he's the most well-known backup there should there should be in the league. So uh next game San Francisco <laughs> 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. A lot of nice things I could say about the Rams. They had zero turnovers. They had 27 first downs. They had one punt. All all nice things. And this is all without Cooper Cup. And, and and, and you know, I don't know what else to say other than McVeigh doing some McVeigh stuff. Uh, it seemed to happen week one. All the nice things I could say, and, and I'm still going to think the Niners are going to probably beat them by a whole lot. I thought the Niners' offense was phenomenal. I was very impressed by it all. McCaffrey, even Kittle getting some action in there, doing all sorts of tricks and, and – I think this could end up being a high scoring game. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count the Rams out entirely, but I think the Niners are definitely a better team and I feel better about picking them. So I'm going with them. Who you got?
1: Give me the Niners. They stopped the Steelers and this could be one of the, uh, one of the ones in the next two weeks you go, Oh, the Steelers are really bad. It's not the 49ers are really good, but I think that the 49ers were good last year. This isn't coming out of nowhere, but boy, I think out of all the teams, uh, that I've seen so far, I think that the 49ers are coming out looking like one of the best teams. Uh,
0: next game, New York giants at the Arizona Cardinals. Well, this this is one where you, you want to just forget everything that happened week one and act like this is the first game of the year and that you have high expectations for one and very low expectations for another. And that's, that's the way this should play out. And that is the New York giants put up zero points last night in a complete, I mean, I don't even know what the word to describe. It was a 40 plus to nothing. Zero, zero points in the first half zero points in the second half the the b bench for the like the the b defense was in for dallas in the second quarter like michael parsons was just sitting on the sideline enjoying himself i think for a little bit well when they got well they got beat up by guys that weren't even they can't even play ahead of him and i i, I have a hard time saying that the the Giants should win this game but i i think the giants are going to ch- have to win this game and try to win this game and i i'm still going to go with them based on Absolutely nothing other than I'm gonna forget week one and assume that they have a better defense and a better quarterback and a better offense than anything Arizona has. And I'm not sure if any of that's true right now, but I'm gonna hope that it's true. And and like, cause I mean, are you picking Arizona? Like, cause I can't I can't do that yet. I don't feel that un unfaithful in, in in the New York Giants. But I don't know. Is Dobbs Dobbs gonna do it this week?
1: Let's get weird. I'm going with Arizona.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. I wanted to do it. I I wanted. I couldn't do it. Just-
1: it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know what happened last night, but I know how the NFL works. And, you know, it's always just what happened the most recently. And it's not even like Arizona is very good, but I just want to pick against the Giants. And so I will take Arizona at home.
0: I'm going to be upset if I, if Arizona wins and I didn't have the guts to pick them, but you did. And I'm generally the, the gunslinger over here that just picks the yeah. wild card one. And, and you win on, you win on my own game here. I don't, I don't know if I like this game anymore. All right. Next one. New York Jets at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys uh, played that 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 Giants team is trying to forget what happened yesterday. They are not trying to forget that. Excellent game, great defense, powered offense. I I just don't see how the I mean I look the Jets haven't played, so we're this is a bit of a blind pick. I don't know what happens tonight, and maybe they put up a, a bunch of points and upset the Bills. I'd I'd be shocked if that happened, but I think Dallas looks very focused. Uh, you talked about San Francisco looking lock and loaded. I just thought defensively, this team is going to be a threat for everyone, and it's only be a matter of how far you're down points offensively. A lot of weapons. I like everything in Dallas. I'll take Dallas. Who you got?
1: I'm also going Dallas. They they look good, and it, it's just it's a sight unseen. They're going to be playing at home. Uh, yeah, defense defense special teams look pretty good.
0: Uh, next game: Washington Commanders at the Denver Broncos. You know, Rustin looked bad. I actually thought that this this team played good enough to win week one and I think they'll play good enough to win week two the commanders I mean what Sam Howell it, it seems like he's he's gonna play more games and, and that's that's a, much of an opinion I really have on him right now is I just need to see more and I've seen very little of, of a successful Russell Wilson offense right now but it wasn't the worst offense they didn't have any turnovers and it just wasn't bad which I think that's all they have to be it's just not bad I think you gotta try to go the Jimmy Garoppolo style and just not be bad and hope that maybe Russ can make a big play when you need it and still have that in him but it was a bit of a tale of two halves where they were pretty good in the first half and not so great in the second half uh I, I got Denver who you got
1: I'm also going with Denver I have in my notes Russell Wilson wasn't awful so <laughs> there's there's my compliment for him what'd you think about the onside kick to start the game
0: the stones the stones are doing it and then, and then they got it I was up I was up screaming jumping up and down and and they called it off, and it was—it's all happening in red zone in the opening. So there's like 12 other games starting at the same time, and so much other things going on that it was—it was a bit of like, all right, they got it, they got it, and then it was on to the next highlight. it was like, oh, we flash back, and they didn't get it. It's like, oh man, that, that's yeah. a bummer. Um, you know, it didn't seem like it—it it didn't cost anyone the game. So I—I I just give credit to being able to play through all that. I—I I don't think they lost because of that, right? Like that's—I wouldn't pin it just on that, and. Yeah, no. and they no, almost just... got it. It was a good kick. Like I think that's the pressure of your your kicker. I know there's a lot of pressure of like, hey, you got to kick this, but this is a five percent chance, and we win the game. To start off the game, it's like, no, you're setting the tone, bud. Like you kick a bad kick here, and we may screw be screwed the rest of the game. <laughs> I thought it was a good kick. It was a competitive shot at it. It's uh, it's not an easy thing to do, and God, does it take some stones to go for it. I, I have nothing <sighs> else other than that. Yep. Uh, next game: Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. I I loved everything the Patriots did. I thought Mac fell into a rhythm. I thought the defense calmed down. It was able to slow down Philly to enough of giving us a chance to get back in the game. I thought Kendrick Bourne got open and Mac was doing a little dink and dunk. He doesn't have to always make big plays. He just can't turn over the ball. I thought Zeke was very steady and reliable. Uh, Stevenson was sick and still had a a pretty solid game. I think he'll be probably used a lot more in, in future games, but Overall, I I thought it was a very, very well-coached New England Patriot team that's going to play in a lot of competitive games and win a lot of close games this year. My biggest worry is that this game will not be close and that (laughs) Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and and Tua are going to put up 466 yards, which might be more yards than we put up in the first three games. I'm I'm a little worried about the points here. I'm going to take Miami on the road. Again, I, I don't like that I'm picking Miami to be 2-0 and and New England to be 0-2, and yet I still think this is all going to work out for New England and, the, and down the road here. But I think for the moment right now, Miami is really healthy, and this is a hell of a punch coming our way. Uh, I got Miami on the road. Who you got?
1: I'm going with the Patriots. Uh, we had so many opportunities to win that game. There was some questionable going for it on fourth rather than kicking a field goal that I didn't all the way agree with. But we started in such a hole. We we like <laughs> – they they were run right through us on that first drive and then we were able to you know bend and, and not break to force them to kick kick a field goal but then afterwards to have a pick six and then immediately right afterwards to have uh, Zeke fumble it it's just oh, it was so frustrating it just it just so fast you you down 16 to nothing but then to have it where didn't give up didn't get in a, in a deeper hole in that second quarter and it it was just seeing Mac start to throw it around and make some passes and hunter henry had that great uh fourth down catch where i have no idea how he came in with that and then even the the, the final play of the game it was fourth down you got to throw it past the sticks we did that and you can't get much closer than that i mean you just got to get your feet down but twice it, though it man wasn't,
0: twice he didn't get his feet down i mean what, all right, it's look, just i don't want to pick on him but i'm going to kind of pick on him I mean, what's like the? Uh, I, this is an amateur, outside looking in right now. But like, what is the one skill the receivers need to be good at? It's sideline. Like I see them toe tapping drills all the time. This is this is what we do. Just even joking around, you throw somebody a pass, they toe tap just for fun. It just seemed like he had. It just wasn't consciously aware that he should toe tap, and it was like a college catch where he catches it in stride, like he's running through first base. Like what? That's just not excusable. That I, I I'm I, I'm a little obs- I, It it bothers me. All right, in that. He didn't even remotely make an effort to toe tap. And maybe I know completely nothing about any of this, but I just, it, he did not toe tap twice in that game, and he cost us in two great plays. Where if, if I'm Mac, I'm like, look, I I put a lot of faith in you. These were third downs, fourth put downs. Ball.
1: Put the ball right there. Yeah. And, and I gave for, you a chance.
0: Was... I gave my team, and everyone is so hard on Mac constantly for being either not giving him the least to throw the ball or saying he's not capable of throwing the ball, and he's finally doing it and guys are dropping passes, getting picked off, and guys are not getting their feet in bounds. I I just, I, I know the, the coaching staff is going to see it through the way I'm seeing it, and I'm confident that Mac can come back from all of this because I think in past years, if these things had happened, we would have put it more on Mac. and I don't think that's quite fair. I think I, out of the respect that I saw the first week one, I'm, I'm feeling a little differently about him, and that's a really good feeling for a Patriot fan that I haven't had in quite some time, right? Like there's a little confidence. I feel at the quarterback position, there's a little comfort level that we haven't had even like, this is the most, this is the best I've seen Mac play, right? Hands down. I, I think so. So that's, that's an exciting point. I'm sure Zeke will be better. Stevenson will be better. The defense showed up. I, I think Kendrick Bourne is, is finally looking like the guy that we thought he was. And, and one of the guys that the Niners let go as well, this, this guy could have been a Niner if they, they kept it's uh, just out of offense over there in San Francisco. That just, Jesus, they just breed them all over there.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, you got New England. No shocker there. We'll keep an eye on that. Next game, New Orleans Saints at the Carolina Panthers. You know, I, I picked Carolina to be pretty successful in this division, and I just thought the youth of the unknown would be better than the, the known thing about New Orleans that's just not that sexy or not that attractive of a pick. But I'm sticking with New Orleans because I – I don't think Atlanta was really that good, and I thought Carolina looked terrible against them. So, like, what does that say about them? Uh, not a whole lot of nice things to say about either team here, but Olave might be injured. I think Derek Carr is just a way steadier driver that I, I could trust for a week-to-week basis. So, I'll take New Orleans on the road. Who you got?
1: I'm also going to go with New Orleans on the road. I did not like what I saw out of Carolina where he agreed. Like, the the Falcons weren't supposed to be very good in they did, didn't didn't show anything so i'm gonna just go where i saw a little bit more out of the saints and, and go with them
0: all right last game of the week here and I, I think this should hopefully be an exciting one if you're pittsburgh you gotta bounce back uh cleveland browns are coming to town and they're uh they're quite a they're quite the offense and defensive put, uh, punch right now where they have a great week one i i think it was shocking that they were borderline dominant i mean i don't even know what to say it just it seemed like it was all kind of adding up to a little bit here where. You know, they have a good running back. They have some draft picks on defense. This should all just come together if Watson isn't just garbage. And he was far from that. There was moments where I was shaky and and nervous about it, of being like, dude, he hasn't, he hasn't scored. This offense isn't doing anything. And then it, it loosened up a little bit, and, and it happened. Versus if you're Pittsburgh, nothing happened. It all went wrong. This was outside of the Giants I think week one this is the other team that needs to forget everything that happened week one I don't think there's they one positive backup. there's not one positive thing to take away from Pittsburgh week one it all went wrong it was it all happened too quick it was over in a second I'm taking Cleveland on the road based on all of that and I still think Pittsburgh can come back and have some success but if that's not the case at all if they're remotely close to what they were last week they're nowhere near ready to compete with Cleveland and I'm taking Cleveland on the road who you got?
1: I'm also going Cleveland on the road. Watson looked looked okay. what w- wasn't terrible and it was just like a lot of you, you weren't Joe Burrow, just being awful and they they literally had to put the backup in and I thought I thought Miles Mer- Garrett was looking really good on the on the defensive line. It's
0: exciting time for Cleveland, man. It, it, what, what if it happens? Like what if Watson is is solid in this all cuz it's so much easier if this all just works out. Cause if it doesn't work out, I like, I don't know what you do if you're Cleveland. Cause I think you have a roster that's ready to go and, and nobody to plug in here. And I just don't know who, whose call you, you start, whose phone start ringing and what options you, you're left with your best option is you just hope that this works. And, and so far week one, it worked and, and they got a shot.
1: Yeah. I just don't, I just don't see Kenny Pickett staying upright long enough to really make anything happen. That's a
0: shame. I really, I was in on them too
1: uh any any
0: fantasy advice pickups uh, advisories uh, emotions from week 1 that you, you would like the, to share
1: this this is what i got for the people this is a little little new segment that that i just invented it's very original i'm sure no one thought about this it's called uh fantasy zeros and fantasy heroes and would you like to start with the zeros or the heroes
0: let's start with the zeros you seem way more excited for that
1: all right, for fantasy zeros, at the quarterback position, it was Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. For the wide receivers, it was Jamar Chase. And then these are actual zeros. Not just they weren't good, zero fantasy points. And that is for T. Higgins, Drake London, and Sky Moore. For the running backs, DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson. And then for the tight ends, uh, Dallas Goddard, who also, zero points. And then in parentheses, I just have Travis Kelce. Travis, Kelsey and Mark Andrews so just the top of the uh tight end pool was just just hurt uh for defense uh the dolphins they uh they, they got you negative points as well as uh the kicker Graham Gano who if you had started him he got you minus 2 points.
0: Okay. Uh not so happy week for for those fellows and anyone whose teams they were on. Uh do you, do you have some good news then? Do you have some heroes for us all?
1: So for the fantasy heroes, and what I try to do for both of these is it's not just who played the the, the worst. It's the idea is that these were guys that you could have started on your fantasy team. So, so for some of the heroes, you had a guy that was like some some of the tight ends, yeah, the tight ends that was like they were projected for three points, and you know they got fifteen because they got two touchdowns, but like no one was starting them. So trying to get guys that are fantasy relevant. So for fantasy heroes, uh, Tua, uh, for wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, and Jacoby Myers for running backs, Aaron Jones and Tyler Algier for the tight ends. There was none for the defense. It was Dallas 35 points. That's no one's get no defense is gonna beat that, right? Uh no. <laughs> and then coming out of nowhere, the uh the Arizona defense. Uh I don't think that would have been one of the premier starts. Uh, you know, you're going against Sam Howell, but you're just thinking, hey. Both of these teams just aren't very good, but yeah, they they played pretty well. And then for uh kickers, uh Jake Elliott, he uh very much out uh performed his uh his uh projection. So those are your fantasy zeros and fantasy heroes for week one, uh obviously minus the week, the muddy night game. Any anybody we
0: should be picking up this week? Any any injuries that are
1: definitely have to keep an eye. Out. Well, JK Dobbins, we like I mentioned tore, torn Achilles, he's definitely out. Uh, I'm trying to think there's a guy on the, uh, a guy on the Rams. I think it's Puka
0: the tight end. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He, he seems like somebody that's going to be, uh, t- worth t- taking a look at, but I haven't, I I don't really take a a deep look at who to pick up until, until Tuesday. If we want to make that more of a segment, I can look at that, uh, ahead of time, but just kind of like, as the week finishes out, see where everything kind of, kind of sifts through where with football, different from basketball you don't have to kind of be on it all the time you know you have all day tomorrow to take a look do your research uh and, and make make your moves uh and put your waiver claims in without worried about somebody uh somebody sneaking sneaking in early and stealing them
0: yeah i'm, I'm very familiar with puka I, I believe he was the tight end that got all of the receptions over the tight end i started in tyler higby I, it just, never never seems to work out that the way you want it to uh but yeah we'll, we'll see if we can kind of keep that going right now i don't have a whole lot of fantasy advice despite winning a whole bunch of ugly like, these were matchups where i was crawling and barely made to triple digits and only won by single digits i do not feel dominant or confident about anything from week one other than other than oh god i hate other than christian mccaffrey's really good at football
1: oh oh look who's come around Uh who would have thought
0: I was fortunate enough to have him in just one league, and I have not had him on my team before. But I will say the joy of week one, where it is like, "Oh wow, he just does this," and it's it's
1: nice it's, when it's it's fun, isn't it? It's nice where when he's healthy. He just he's just bumbling a, a, around, and then it's all of a sudden it's, it's a forty yard touchdown. It's like, oh, those are all points for me. Oh yeah, that was fun.
0: Uh, there, there's a lot of yeah. There's, I think there's some fun offenses to keep an eye out for out there. I I, I think there's gonna be. More scoring week two is my guess. I thought week one fantasy wise was a little bit of a slow start. Not not entirely shocking week one, but I, I think week two will will hit our stride. And I don't think you'll see nearly as many goose eggs. And I think you're going to see a lot more points by some of the dominant players of this past week. So that's 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 really what I would say. Just have some faith in everybody you already got. It, it's a long season. It all adds up. It's a money ball game. All right? It's now everyone's going to get better. It's going to be all right.
1: Don't yeah. panic.
0: Don't don't panic. And you know, I, I I hate to see this over there. I'm all for being strategic with the defenses out there, but you don't need to have more than one of those on the team. It's just it's time and time and place. There's, there's a lot of better players out there you can have on your roster instead of a defense. You know, just just just, just some advice. I just I saw some uh, saw some teams out there. Right? I just this is charity, right? This, this is courtesy.
1: It's very nice of you. And also remember to take guys that are injured out of your starting lineup.
0: Also, great just advice. Helpful. It's
1: just a helpful hint. It's it's bad enough getting goose eggs from guys that are actually playing. You don't need to give yourself uh, goose eggs. I know uh, the Ringer Fantasy Football League. I don't think they play it, but they've talked about uh, if you, if you get a goose egg, you uh, you have to shotgun a beer. So that'd be a lot of a lot of shotgun beers if you're starting injured guys.
0: Oh no, that that's I do not have a good beer mile update, but I'm I'm aiming for uh, October second as a it's a, it's a rough time, rough estimate. I don't, I don't know. I don't have any other details to provide. It's fine. Uh, anything you want to add for the people out there? Go, Pats. Ah, man, I can't believe I picked against them two weeks in a row. And last week was exciting. There was, there was a real chance where I felt like we were actually competing and had a really good chance at winning that game. And I have nothing but nice things to say about Philly. So, what does that say about us? Uh, let's, let's see if we get the job done. Uh, To hell with Miami. I'm I'm tired of watching Tua. Oh, man, Tyreek's so fast, man. He's so fast. So Uh, fast. We'll be back next week. Thank you as always for listening. A little column B.